what's going on everybody welcome to catch hook and shoot today is sunday april the 14th uh, wrestlemania has come and gone hope everybody had a great wrestlemania weekend weekend i want to thank everybody for listening and subscribing on podbean spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, youtube uh twitch and wherever you find your podcasts and hope everybody's following on social media on facebook twitter instagram and snapchat on uh, all of those platforms it is at catch hook shoot and as always, if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So uh, yeah, let's get right into the uh, all the results from the WrestleMania week, from all the big shows that I uh, previewed on, on uh, last week's episode. Starting off with Impact here, their United We Stand pay-per-view. Uh, we had Johnny Impact winning Ultimate X match, so he's now got a uh, an X Division Championship match coming up. So that'll be interesting. Uh, curious to see if they're going to put that title on him as well. Um, Taya retained the uh, the Knockouts Championship. Uh, Team Lucha Underground defeated Team Impact. LAX defeated Promociones Dorado from MLW. Tessa Blanchard defeated Joey Ryan in an intergender match. Rich Swan retained the X Division Championship. Uh, Sammy Callahan defeated Jimmy Havoc. The Lucha Brothers defeated RVD and Sabu. Uh, some interesting news from Impact. RVD apparently has signed a new contract with Impact Wrestling, so we'll be seeing more of him on Impact in uh, the coming weeks. Uh, and then on uh, Friday in, uh, on, uh, yeah, <laughs> on uh, Impact Television, Jordan Grace defeated Madison Rain to become number one contender once again for the uh, the Knockouts Championship. So she'll be facing Taya at the, uh, the, the next pay-per-view, which is called Rebellion. Uh, Jordan was then attacked by Taya and Johnny Mundo. Uh, Brian Cage made the save in that one. Then this, this past Friday had a uh, mixed tag team match between those two teams, and uh, apparently it looks like... Uh, the Impact senior referee Johnny Bravo kind of had a bit of a heel turn and sided with Taya and uh, uh, Johnny Impact. So interesting to see what's going to happen with that going forward. Uh, for MLW, LA Park won their, their uh, Battle Riot pay-per-view. Uh, Filthy Tom Lawler retained the World Heavyweight Championship. Teddy Hart retained the Middleweight Championship. Uh, looks like the uh, the finals for the MLW National Championship are going to be Brian Pillman Jr. versus Alex Hammerstone. So it should be should be interesting there to see who's going to be crowning new uh, new champion for MLW. Uh, the Ring of Honor and New Japan G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden was a, a I mean personally I think it was a great show, but I saw a lot of kind of mixed reviews online. Some people loved it, some people hated it, but uh, you know the garden was sold out and. Uh, Kenny King won the Honor Rumble, so he uh, will be getting a championship match. Jeff Cobb defeated Will Ospreay to uh, become both the Ring of Honor TV champion and the Never Openweight champion for New Japan. Uh, Roosh defeated Dalton Castle in basically what was basically a squash match. Uh, Kelly Klein defeated... Uh, <coughs> excuse me, Kelly Klein defeated Iwatami for the, uh, the Women of Honor championship. The Gorillas of Destiny won a uh, four-way match for the Ring of Honor and IWGP Tag Team titles. Uh, saw some, an interesting run-in in this match from Enzo and Big Cass, of all people. Looks like they're going to be uh, doing doing some work for Ring of Honor. It was, uh, yeah, kind of made out to be a shoot, but then it, uh, uh, I'm, I'm thinking it was more of a work shoot because now they are, you know, they're putting out some... Some promos and things like that, and uh, apparently their new names are uh, Enzo, which is N-Z-O, and Kaz, X-L, C-A-Z-X-L, and the name of their team apparently is Free Agency, 
that's A G E N the letter Z. So uh, yeah, they seem to be uh, seems to be a bit of a theme there with the letter Z with them. So we'll have to see. Uh, looks like what their involvement is going to be in the tag team division going forward with the Ring of Honor. Uh, again, this was something, you know, some people thought it was cool, some people didn't like it. I mean, uh, Enzo was not very well liked by by a lot of fans, so, you know, a lot of people were kind of down on this angle. Apparently, New Japan did not know that Ring of Honor was going to be running this angle, so I don't know if that's going to create any tension there between the two companies, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. retained the, uh, the British Heavyweight Championship. Kota Ibushi wins the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Matt Tavin won the ladder match for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship, and Kazuchika Okada once again is the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, defeating Jay White. Um, moving on to the, the WWE Hall of Fame, of course, the uh, the big talk about that was uh, Bret Hart being attacked by a quote-unquote fan during his uh, induction speech, and uh, yeah, I mean, I got to give a lot of credit to. Uh, all the WWE guys sitting around ringside. I mean, no sooner had that guy hit the ring than the the, the ring was pretty much full with guys uh, pulling him off of Brett and dragging him out of the arena. Um, also, got to give a lot of a lot of credit to uh, Travis Brown, Ronda Rousey's husband. I mean, he was right in there and all over the guy. And you figure he's not even he doesn't even work for WWE. He was there obviously with Ronda Rousey, but he uh, you know really stepped up and. Uh, you know, so like I said, a lot of a lot of kudos go to Travis Brown for for jumping in and helping with that. Um, yeah, some some funny uh, some funny stuff going on during the uh, the Hall of Fame, uh, specifically during the Degeneration X induction. A couple of references made to AEW, not specifically by name, but uh, you know Billy Gunn saying, "Oh, Vince can't fire him." Triple H saying, "Oh, you know Vince will Vince will buy that piss ant company just to fire you again." You know. I, some people t took this stuff way too seriously. I mean, I look at it, you know, they were having fun and uh, joking around, and uh, that's pretty much what, you know, that's pretty much what it was. Uh, moving on to NXT TakeOver, we've got a new United Kingdom champion. Walter defeated Pete Dunne, ending his, uh, I think it was 685-day title reign. Uh, Shayna Baszler retained her championship in a, a four-corner match. Velveteen Dream retained the North American Championship against Matt Riddle. Uh, a great match there. The War Raiders retained against uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet. Fantastic tag team match to open up the, uh, the NXT TakeOver show. And Johnny Gargano is your new NXT champion. Defeated Adam Cole, two out of three balls in the main event. Uh, Again, a fantastic match, a great, just top to bottom, the NXT show to me was fantastic, probably the best show of the weekend. Uh, moving on to WrestleMania, uh, yeah, I mean, nearly eight hours from start to finish from the uh, the kickoff show all the way through the main card, and it, uh, I mean, it, it was a very good WrestleMania, I mean, compared to last year's, it was fantastic. Um, honestly, to me, probably the, the best WrestleMania of at least the last five years, uh, if not more. Um, had uh, quite a few new champions crowned. Of course, uh, Tony Nese is a new cruiserweight champion. Iconics are your new women's tag team champions. Uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are the new Raw tag team champions. Uh, Finn Balor as the Demon defeated Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Kofi Kingston, your new uh, WWE champion, defeated Daniel Bryan in what was uh, probably the best match of the show. 
uh, between Kofi and Brian, and uh, you know, no surprise there. They're two, you know, as far as in ring goes, two of the best that WWE has to offer. Uh, Seth Rollins in the opening match of the show defeated Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. I know a lot of people were very happy about that. It was a great way to kick the show off, you know, get the people hyped up right off the bat. Uh, and Becky Lynch is your new Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion, defeated Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Uh, pinned Ronda Rousey to get the victory. There, there was a little controversy, and it's still kind of being talked about online about uh, you know Ronda's shoulders not being down uh, when the three count started. Now uh, people are saying you know that that was supposed to be the finish. That wasn't supposed to be the finish. But that you know Becky was supposed to win by submission. And this and that, and honestly, you know, and I said this on uh, on Twitter shortly after it happened. You know, Rhonda, the way that she's presented, her losing to a quick pin like that, um, in this case, the the crucifix type pin that Becky used, is more believable than her tapping out. To me, you know, that's the way that I view it. It's uh, it's easier to believe that she got caught with a quick roll up than. You know, she was beaten with a, a submission, um, especially with an armbar in Becky Lynch's case, because you know, obviously that that's Ronda's move is an armbar, so you would think she'd know how to avoid it and get out of it and everything like that. So if she would have tapped out to the to the disarmer from Becky Lynch, I think it would have, you know, to again, I'll say it it would not have been as believable for me as her getting just caught in a quick uh, quick roll up the way that she did. So. You know, the only thing, like I said, was that her shoulders were not down when the ref started the three count. And uh, so that kind of detracted from it a little bit. Um, word was that Vince McMahon actually fined the referee for, you know, not breaking the count and restarting it when, when Ronda's shoulders were down. Um, but, you know, to say that Ronda or Becky botched something in this particular case, I think is totally inaccurate. Uh, like I said, you know, by all accounts, that's exactly how the match was supposed to end with the quick roll-up pin. Uh, it was just a matter of, you know, Ronda didn't have her shoulders pressed to the mat at the at the beginning of the three count. And, I mean, if you go back and watch, you know, she got her shoulders down when when the referee started counting. It says he should have held off on that count until her shoulders were actually down. Um, but, I mean, that's, you know, pretty much the only negative from it, and I, I look at it as a referee mistake, not as a mistake by one of the one of the wrestlers. But uh, you know, either way it goes, Becky Lynch is the new WWE Women's Champion for both shows, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Kurt Angle had his retirement match at WrestleMania, uh, lost to Baron Corbin. Not totally unexpected. I mean, I I figured uh, you know Kurt Angle would go out on his back as is tradition, uh, and that's exactly what he did. <laughs> You know, people weren't uh, still weren't happy about the uh, the fact that Corbin was his opponent. But again, it is what it is. You know, it was uh, the the whole. I think the the more important thing about that match was uh, Angle getting his moment at the end to say goodbye to the crowd and getting his send off, and that you know was uh, was successfully done. It was done very well. Uh, for the United States title, Samoa Joe retained against Rey Mysterio. And, you know, this was basically a squash match, only lasted about a minute or so. Uh, but word is, not word is, but, uh, you know, it was reported by uh, Rey Mysterio himself. He does have an ankle injury, so it was uh, just a matter of, I think, WWE just kind of trying to protect him and not injure the ankle further, but still put on the match that was advertised. Um... <clears throat> 
Yeah, it's supposedly, uh, sounds like, you know, there's quite a few injuries going on in WWE right now. Uh, one report said that Ronda Rousey broke her hand during the main event, uh, or there was uh, another speculation out there that her hand might have already been injured because she, you know, she has been having it wrapped uh, pretty regularly the last few weeks. But by all accounts, she is, uh, you know, taking time away from WWE, so that really is not going to affect anything going forward. Hopefully it, you know, heals up and she, you know, is able to come back at some point, which I'm sure... I'm sure she will. I'm sure we'll see her in a WWE ring again. Uh, my guess is probably not till next WrestleMania if the reports are true that, you know, she is planning on starting a family and things like that, which, you know, great for her. Um, some other injuries coming out of WrestleMania was that uh, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan were possibly injured. I uh, didn't see a whole lot of detail on that, so hopefully it's nothing too serious. Uh, Big E looks like he's going to be out for a few weeks with the knee injuries, getting uh uh, his knee scoped, so nothing too serious there. I believe the report that I read said four to six weeks. Uh, probably the biggest injury, though, is uh, Nia Jax. Looks like she's got to have double ACL surgery, so she's going to be gone for a significant amount of time. Uh, on Raw this week, we finally saw the uh, long-awaited debut of Lars Sullivan. Uh, came out and kind of beat down Kurt Angle a little bit. Um, so not really in, injecting him into a storyline quite yet, but, you know, having him come out and kind of show, show his dominance. Uh, Dean Ambrose wrestled his last match on Raw this week against Drew McIntyre. Uh, had the return of Sami Zayn in a match against Finn Balor, and uh, Sami made a little bit of a heel turn there, got on the, uh, got on the mic and kind of ripped the fans apart a little bit, and I tweeted it out myself, you know, a lot of stuff he was saying. He's not wrong about... Uh, uh, a certain group of uh, wrestling fans with things that he said. Um, Lacey Evans finally got into a, a physical confrontation on Raw when she uh, hit uh, hit Becky Lynch with the uh, what she calls the women's right, uh, basically just a right cross to the face. So it's looking like uh, you know what's been kind of going around the rumor mill about her. It's true that she's going to be thrust right into the title picture against Becky Lynch. So. I would think more than likely we'll be seeing that match at the next pay-per-view, uh, Money in the Bank. Um, we had another what was supposed to be winner-take-all match with Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins as the main event on Raw, but of course that was broken up by the bar, uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. Didn't really understand what the story of that was. I mean, I figured, you know, I didn't expect it to be an actual match. I figured a disqualification, no contest, you know, which exa is exactly what we got. <clears throat> and it turned into a tag team match with Kofi and Seth versus the Bar. I just I didn't understand the involvement of the Bar. I figured whoever got involved in the match would be somebody to uh, to challenge for one or both championships to kind of start off the next uh, next rivalry for for one of these guys. So kind of yeah, just kind of a confusing ending. Uh, moving on to SmackDown, we had the Bar and Drew McIntyre taking on the New Day in a six man tag team match. And, um, yeah, McIntyre kind of disappeared in the middle of this match, and apparently that was by design as well. He didn't leave the ringside area because he was injured or anything. It was done as a protective measure so that he wouldn't be out there during the finish of the match with the, uh, the bar taking the loss to the New Day. Uh, then we had a six -man, another six-man match, Aleister Black, Ricochet, and Ali versus Nakamura, Rusev, and Andrade. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the shows this week really didn't do much to... Uh, create any new storylines or anything like that. It, it was just kind of a uh, 
I don't want to say filler, but that's probably the best word for it because we do have the superstar shakeup coming next week. Uh, now, the Iconics did have a tag team match on SmackDown against a, a local team. And uh, <clears throat> I think pretty much the point of that was uh, the segment that we saw Paige backstage watching on a monitor and made the announcement that she's going to be bringing in, in a new team to challenge the Iconics uh, this coming week. And the reports are that it's going to be the Sky Pirates, Io Shirai, and uh, Kyrie Sane from NXT. Uh, so I think that, you know, that should be a, a pretty good matchup right there. So that obviously will be part of the Superstar shakeup happening this week. Uh, now at the NXT tapings, Kyrie Sane did have a match and kind of said her farewells to the uh, the NXT fans. So that again points to her being brought to the main roster. Um, some uh, some sad news this week. Uh, Vampiro put out a video announcing that he's been diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, again, very sad news. Vampiro, of course, a legend in the wrestling business, um, predominantly in Mexico, but had, did have a, a pretty good pretty good run in WCW before, uh, before they closed up. Um, yeah, and then some other, other strange rumors going around that Sasha Banks tried to quit the WWE, uh, over WrestleMania weekend because of the outcome of the women's tag team championship match. Um, not that uh, not that she had any problem with the iconics. It's just that uh, apparently she was under the impression that she and Bailey were going to get a, a pretty lengthy title run as the first women's tag team champions, and that didn't happen. And you know, I can I understand the frustration, I guess, but to take it to that extent, trying to quit the company. And uh, and things like that, I think, is a little bit a uh, little bit extreme. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, obviously, I'm not there. I don't work in WWE, so I don't see all the behind the scenes stuff. But outwardly, as a fan, I I wouldn't think that uh, you know Sasha is one that I would call mistreated. She's had numerous championship runs. Granted, none of them have been very long. I mean, you know, she's uh, really never held a title past her first title defense, and I'm talking about on, on the main roster, I'm not talking about NXT, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I get the frustration, she's never had a, a significant title run with any championship, so, uh, you know, how much truth there is to, to these rumors that she tried to quit and ask for her release, who really knows, I mean, you know, the when it comes to the dirt cheeks, what they're reporting, you have to take everything with a grain of salt because you don't know what their sources are. I mean, yeah, they all say they have sources within WWE, and that's fine and good, but, you know, obviously they're not going to reveal who those sources are by name or by anything else. It's, uh, you know, so, like I said, you have to take everything that they say with with a grain of salt because, uh, you know, is it, I mean, are they getting this from a talent? Are they getting it from an office person? Are they getting it from management? Are they getting it from a writer or a producer? Are they getting it from an intern? Are they getting it from the second floor janitor at Titan Towers? Who knows? So you, you have to take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, where it is that she tried to quit, and she and Bailey staged some kind of protest at, both at WrestleMania in the locker room and uh, back at their hotel, uh, just kind of like laying on the floor and being very vocal about their, their displeasure with uh, with what was going on so I guess we'll have to have to see how this plays out is, uh, is Sasha gonna get um, you know granted her release apparently she supposedly unfollowed Vince McMahon in WWE and is now following uh, some some AEW more AEW stuff on Twitter and I 
personally with uh, with some of that stuff, I think it's just uh, Sasha trolling the fans. Now, I, I'll say up front, I have no sources on this. That's just my opinion based on the content of some stuff that she posted and the fact that, you know, she's uh, following some AEW um, Twitter accounts. So, you know, it, to me, that's what it looks like is she's just kind of having some fun with the fans and fueling the, the rumor mills just to kind of kind of screw with people, so to speak. But, again, we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, talking about AEW, uh, another rumor is that Warner Media is going to be including AEW in their uh, upfronts on May 15th. Now, uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with what an upfront is, it's when the, uh, the networks, TV networks, present their uh, programming lineups to advertisers. And uh, supposedly AEW, again, is going to be included with uh, Warner Media. Now, Warner Media is the parent company of the Turner Networks, TNT, and TBS. So, uh, yeah, interesting. You know, and that, that I think, was pretty much the uh, what a lot of people were assuming was that it would be one of those networks that would be uh, presenting AEW's TV show, uh, especially after JR said, you know, it's a huge network. It's something everybody has. Um you know, when you're talking about cable networks, I mean that, you know, those are, I at least with me, the first ones that pop into pop into mind when uh, you're talking about a, you know, a network that everybody has and it's easily accessible is is TNT or TBS. So we'll have to see uh, once May 15th rolls around if that's uh, if that is the case. And another rumor about AEW is that uh, their their TV show, which supposedly is called uh, based on. Um, trademarks that they filed for uh, supposedly their show is going to be called Tuesday Night Dynamite uh, but the rumor is that it is not going to be a year-round show so that would uh, indicate that they're going to have some kind of off-season which uh, in, in pro wrestling is you know huge I mean uh, Roman Reigns has actually said you know wrestlers would benefit from having an off-season to be able to heal up and uh, you know just kind of recharge and things like that rather than being on the road 300 days a year or you know whatever it might be so, uh, you know, that's something else that's going to, I think, attract more talent. And, you know, if wrestlers choose to work during that offseason, take indie bookings, you know, by all accounts, uh, the, the AEW contracts are going to allow for that. So, you know, it gives them a, a chance to make, uh, you know, keep their names out there and, you know, make, uh, continue making indie appearances and make, uh, you know, make extra money for themselves. So it, you know, I mean, just based on rumors because that's all we have at this point you know it sounds like AEW from a wrestler standpoint is going to be a pretty good place to work I mean you're talking you know good money um, medical benefits supposedly and possibility of an off season and you know I mean if I was a wrestler I'd be <laughs> I'd be first in line you know where do I sign so uh, we'll have to again we'll have to see how all this stuff kind of plays out here and uh, so I wanted to make uh, a pretty big announcement here. I know I teased this a little bit last week, but uh, coming up on Sunday, May 12th, Mother's Day, uh, Warrior Wrestling here in Chicago is going to be putting on their fifth event uh, at uh, Marion Catholic High School. And as always, they will be having their Fan Fest before the wrestling event starts. And the Fan Fest starts at noon and the event starts at 2. And I am very, very excited to announce that Catch, Hook, and Shoot will be part of the Fan Fest. I uh, will be there recording, and uh, hopefully, I'm going to try my best to get you know a couple of interviews, get at least a few words from some of the the stars that are going to be there. Um, yeah, the ones that uh, a few of the ones that are going to be in attendance are going to be Brian Cage, uh, Lucha Brothers, Jordan Grace, Molly Holly, 
uh, Tessa Blanchard should be a great show. So if you're in the Chicago area, if you're going to be in the Chicago area, you know, try to try to come and check it out because uh, I was at their last event, Warrior Wrestling Four, and it was amazing. So they, you know, they get a lot of good talent. Uh, the the fan fest is uh, very you know fan friendly. It's twenty five dollars to get into the fan fest, and that's you know that's it. There's no uh, no additional charges for photo ops or autographs or anything like that. It's uh, you know one time fee. The only thing you pay extra for, obviously, you know the uh, the wrestlers they bring merchandise, t-shirts, things like that. So you know obviously that's not covered under that twenty five bucks. But uh, you know just for a photo op and an autograph from some some pretty big. Uh, some of the top indie stars in wrestling right now. I mean, uh, at Warrior Wrestling for the main event was SCU versus OVE. You know, it doesn't doesn't get much bigger than that when you're talking about indie wrestling. And uh, at this particular event, they will be crowning their first ever Warrior Wrestling Women's Champion, a match uh, with Jordan Grace versus Tessa Blanchard with Molly Holly as a special referee. Uh, and Brian Cage will be defending the Warrior Wrestling Championship against a wrestler named Wardlow. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, he actually had a match against Moose at the last Warrior Wrestling and defeated Moose, surprisingly enough. Um, you know, another big, tough, heavy-hitting guy should match up very well with Brian Cage. I'm not super familiar with Wardlow, but after seeing the match he had against Moose, I'm definitely impressed with what I've seen so far, and I'm looking forward to seeing some more. So, uh, yeah, again, uh, that is Sunday, May 12th, Mother's Day, start uh, starting at noon for the Fan Fest and 2 p.m. for the actual event. Uh, WarriorWrestling.net is where you can go to see the uh, uh, the entire card and get tickets and yeah, just uh, like I said, if you're in Chicago or going to be in Chicago that weekend, you know, try to come and check it out. They put on a great, great show and uh, proceeds from the show go to Marion Catholic High School for scholarships and things like that. So, you know, it's a, a win-win right there. And uh, you know, if you uh, if you make it out to the show, uh, stop by, say hi. You know, I'll be happy to put you on the mic for, for a minute or two and talk to you about the show or whatever the case may be. So hopefully see some of you guys out there. And uh, so I, I know I mentioned last week I'm going to get back into uh, the uh, the lists that I put together. I already uh, did my list of my top 100 male wrestlers of all time. And my next one I'm going to be starting here today, part one, is going to be the top 50 women of all time in pro wrestling. Uh, I'm going to go through numbers 50 through 26 today, and next week I'll go uh, count down 25 to 1. So we're going to jump right into that here. Uh, number 50, now this first one, she's not actually a wrestler, but she, you know, her contributions in the business, uh, her importance cannot be denied, and that is Miss Elizabeth. You know, she was really the first woman to be put out there as a manager, not referred to as a valet or anything like that. Um, you know, of course you had, uh, Jimmy Garvin had Precious, but she was called a valet uh, and things like that. But Elizabeth was really, you know, one of the, the first women to be put at, at the forefront as a manager with Macho Man Randy Savage. And uh, you just can't, can't deny her importance to the business, both in uh, WWE and WCW. And, uh, you know, how she's not in the Hall of Fame yet is beyond me, but I'm sure it is coming. I'm sure it'll happen at some point. I mean, the Hall of Fame's not going anywhere, so she will, without a doubt in my mind, be part of the Hall of Fame at some point. Uh, the uh, next on my list is actually a tag team, so I guess you could say it's top 51 if you want to get real technical about it, but it's the, uh, the Jumping Bomb Angels. Now, any of you guys who are not familiar with them, go back and 
can check out the uh, Survivor Series and Royal Rumble from uh, 1987 and 88. Uh, they're former WWF Women's Tag Team Champions and just uh, really, to me, ahead of their time. I mean, they were uh, they were a Japanese team and did a lot of kind of high-flying stuff and were very, very good in the ring. And, you know, like I said, ahead of their time. If they were around today, if they were still wrestling, I think they'd, you know, be right at the top as far as the, uh, the women's tag team division in WWE. Uh, next, I've got Velvet McIntyre, former WWF Women's Champion, former WWF Women's Tag Team Champion, um, was part of WrestleMania 2 against the Fabulous Moolah, and, uh, you know, a lot of these names are, are going to be, not a lot, but, uh, the, you know, these, uh, first several here are going to be a lot of names out of the past that some of you guys might not be familiar with. I definitely would encourage you to go back and look them up, though, because these are some women who made some very, very big contributions to women's wrestling before it was, uh, ever taken very seriously, um, and, you know, I also have to say a majority of these women are ones that came into prominence, uh, and I'm talking um, on the entire list, are ones that came into prominence just within the last 20 years, uh, just because, again, you know, women's wrestling was never taken very seriously, it was never a major part of any particular wrestling show, unless it was an all-women's show like, uh, well, I can't even say GLOW, because that was never, I don't think, ever meant to be taken too seriously, but... Uh, yeah, so I'm trying to, you know, pay respect to a lot of the names in the past who uh, kind of laid the groundwork for, for women to be taken seriously in the wrestling business. On that note, next is Leilani Kai, another former WWF Women's Champion, uh, WWF Women's Tag Team Champion. She was a part of WrestleMania 1. She was the, uh, the Women's Champion, defended against Wendy Richter in WrestleMania 1. Next is Judy Martin. She was the tag team partner of Leilani Kai in a team called the Glamour Girls, who were the WWF tag team champions. She was also an NWA uh, Women's United States champion. Next is June Byers, a former NWA World Women's Champion and a member of the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, next is another WWE Hall of Famer, uh, Judy Grable. Uh, we've got Mildred Burke, who was the first NWA World Women's Champion, also a member of the WWE Hall of Fame. She was uh, very, very big in uh, the, the early days of women's wrestling, uh, started her own promotion. Uh, she was kind of drummed out of the NWA because of uh, some, yes, yeah, some uh, animosity, I guess you could say, between her and her ex-husband, uh, Billy Wolf, who was pretty much the top NWA promoter in those days. Uh, the next two on my list, some people are probably going to roll their eyes at, the Bella Twins, Brie and Nikki Bella. Um, you know, I understand a lot of people don't like them, uh, but uh, you can't really deny their place in history as far as women's wrestling goes. Uh, Nikki Bella, of course, longest reigning Divas champion of all time. And, uh, you know, they, they were kind of part of that in-between class that uh, kind of bridged the gap between... The, the Divas days when you had the, uh, the the bra and panties matches and the pudding matches and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, today where women's wrestling is pretty much right on par with the men. Um, so, you know, I think they definitely deserve a place on this list. Uh, next is Daphne. I don't know how many of you guys will remember her from, uh, from her WCW days as a manager for David Flair and Crowbar. She was one... The, the reason I put her on this list is because she's one that really went against the grain. She was not your typical 
you know, blonde-haired girl, girl next door supermodel type. She had had more of a kind of a goth type gimmick, and when she first started off, kind of a crazy psycho type gimmick, and um, you know, known known as the uh, the scream queen, things like that. And uh, you know, Daphne back back then during the the Monday Night Wars was uh, really one of my favorites to watch. She was very very entertaining, and you didn't get to see too much of it in WCW, but she. You know, if you can find some of her indie matches, really a very, very good in-ring competitor. Uh, she is retired now, but uh, yeah, just if you if you're not familiar with her, do yourself a favor, go back and and watch because she was, like I said, one that really went against the grain of what a uh, a woman's wrestler was in those days as far as uh, WCW and WWE went. Next on my list is Caitlyn. Um, she was another one that. Uh, kind of, you know, help to bridge the, the gap between, you know, the Divas era and the, uh, the Superstar era, I guess you could call it, for, for the women. Um, another one that, you know, didn't fit the mold. She was more uh, more muscular, you know, didn't, uh, you know, she, she stood out from the other women in WWE at that time. Of course, she also a former Divas champion. Uh, next on my list, getting into some more current superstars, is Sasha Banks. Um, yeah, she was uh, has been a part of a lot of firsts with WWE. Uh, the first Iron Woman match, the first uh, Hell in a Cell, uh, first Women's Tag Team Champion with Bayley. Uh, she's been NXT Women's Champion. She's been WWE Women's Champion. Uh, she she's you know been a huge huge part of the, uh, the women's revolution in WWE, and has definitely earned earned respect and earned a spot on this list for me as well as the next person on the list, which is Bayley. Uh, again. You know, right there with Sasha Banks, been a part of a lot of firsts for women in WWE. The again, the Iron Woman match, first ever, uh, not first ever, but you know, first ever women's tag team champion of the of the revived championship in this era. I mean, WWE has not had women's tag team champions since the late '80s, so uh, yeah, definitely has earned her spot as well. Next on my list, and uh, this. This woman is somebody who I think really is the future of women's wrestling, and that's Jordan Grace. Uh, I have become a huge Jordan Grace fan over the last year or so, and, uh, you know, she's one. I think she can believably hang in that ring with pretty much anybody, be it man or woman. I know, uh, you know, the, the mainstream wrestling companies like WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, you don't see a lot of intergender stuff, uh, but you do see it on the independents, uh, sometimes in Impact the last couple weeks, it's been, you know, uh, been gotten a little more attention uh, as far as Impact goes, but uh, she's one, you know, can, like I said, can believably hang in there with um, men or women just because of uh, the way that I see it is her size and her build, she's not so huge that it's you know, you, it's not believable for her to be in a match with uh, somebody like Madison Rain, but she's not so small that, uh, you know, you don't think she could hang in a match with, uh, say, Johnny Impact or whoever else it might be, or uh, like a Joey Ryan or something like that. So she, you know, she can get in there and mix it up with pretty much anybody. And, you know, her, uh, I mean, her in-ring style is is great. Her, her finishing move, I, it's probably my favorite finishing move of anybody else in the business right now, the uh, the Grace Driver, as they call it, an impact, uh, kind of like a pump handle Mishinoku driver, but uh, yeah, so definitely 
definitely an up and comer and like I said I, I view her as a future of the business as well as the next person on my list I kind of view the same way as Tessa Blanchard uh, former Impact Women's Champion she's been a, a part of the Mae Young Classic in WWE and had some matches in NXT she is the WOW Women's Champion as well uh, and you know Jordan Grace and Tessa Blanchard they're like 23 24 years old so they have very very long careers ahead of them and uh, you know I, I look forward to see where women's wrestling goes with uh, with these two. Uh, next on my list is the current Impact Women's Champion, Taya. Um, a huge star in Mexico and has, you know, just uh, is becoming a huge star in the U.S. as part of Impact Wrestling. Uh, next on my list is Mercedes Martinez. Um, very highly respected veteran in the business. Uh, has been part of both May Young uh, Classics and you know, just a great, great in-ring performer. Like I said, um, you know, very well-respected veteran in women's wrestling. Uh, next, I have Santana Garrett, who was a, uh, a big part of uh, WOW Women's Wrestling, uh, former champion there. <clears throat> and uh, again, you know, has had some uh, some time in NXT. She's one I, I definitely expect to see uh, in NXT sooner rather than later. Uh, next on the list, another very highly respected veteran is Mako Satomura. Uh, again, part of the uh, the Mae Young Classic this past year and just amazing in the ring. Another one who has started her own promotion in Japan. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, what else can be said, you know? And I'm, I'm not getting into super great detail on, on too many of these, uh, if any. Um, you know, I just, I highly encourage you guys to, you know, if you're hearing some names that you're not familiar with, just look them up. Just, you know, read up on them. It won't, won't take too long. Just, uh, you know, like I said, it, uh, it will definitely pay off in your, your wrestling IQ to know, know some of these names. Uh, like the next one on this list, Akira Hokuto, another uh, Japanese superstar. She was part of WCW's uh, short-lived women's division. Had a lot of great matches with Medusa. Uh, back during the Monday Night Wars, and just a fantastic in-ring performer, very well respected in Japan. As is uh, the next next name on my list is Bull Nakano, former uh, WWF Women's Champion. Had a great rivalry with Medusa both in WWF and in WCW uh, back during the uh, Monday Night Wars. Uh, next on my list, the current AEW star. Uh, will be part of Double or Nothing coming up next month is Aja Kong. Uh, again, another one, look up some of her matches, just very, you know, uh, big, hard-hitting, you know, rough and tough in the ring, and just a lot of fun to watch. Uh, as is the next one on my list, which is ODB. Um, you know, had a, a brief run in WWE developmental, uh, but really kind of came into her own as part of uh, the TNA Knockouts division. And, uh, yeah, just again, a lot of fun to watch. Former, you know, Knockouts Tag Team Champion, and uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough about ODB. She is one of one of my favorite women wrestlers of all time. Uh, and the final one for today's list, this is number twenty-six, is Velvet Sky, multiple-time uh, TNA Knockouts Champion, uh, Knockouts Tag Team Champion, and just really kind of, you know, is one that uh, was part of that core group of knockouts that really kind of built the, the TNA women's division to be one, one of the most watched things on you know on that show and uh, you know she she's another one that a lot of people will kind of trash talk her online and you know love her or hate her she has earned her place in 
you know, in women's wrestling, and I, I have utmost, utmost easy enough for me to say uh, respect for her and the things that she's accomplished in the business. And of course, just recently made her debut for uh, for Ring of Honor at the uh, the Madison Square Garden show over WrestleMania weekend. So that is number 50 through 26 for my top 50 women of all time. I will count down from 25 to 1 next week. Uh, again, uh, don't forget May 12th. Uh, Mother's Day, Warrior Wrestling 5 at Marion Catholic High School here in Chicago. Uh, doors open at noon for their Fan Fest. Come out meet uh, some of your favorite independent stars. Get uh, photo ops, autographs. should be a lot of fun. And I will be there uh, taping the show that that day. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to, uh, like I said, hopefully get a couple of words here and there from some of the, the independent stars that are, that are going to be on the show. So uh, that's pretty much all I've got for this week. Like I said, once again, thanks for listening and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Twitch. Um, remember, as I said last week, I'm not going to be posting the show on Twitch on a weekly basis anymore just because they've kind of changed their uh, policies for uploads, but I will still be doing, anytime I do a live stream, uh, it will be on Twitch. Um hope everybody's following on social media facebook twitter instagram snapchat on each one of those it's at catch hook shoot and the email is catchhookshoot at gmail.com for any questions comments anything along those lines so until next week i'll be signing off for right now i uh, hope everybody enjoyed wrestlemania week um the superstar shakeup is coming up this week on raw and smackdown it should be interesting how uh, how things play out with that it's always you know, cool to see some of the some of the surprises, new rivalries developing, and things like that. So we'll, this kind of sets the direction for WWE for the the next the next year coming up to the next next WrestleMania. So until next week, I'm going to sign off for right now. Hope everybody has a great week, and I will talk to you guys soon.